before we get into this week's episode, let's thank our good friends over at Sync Fusion. Listen, if you've been listening to this podcast more than once ever, then you probably already know about Sync Fusion, but let me tell you about them again in case you forgot. Listen, Sync Fusion has the world's best UI component suite for building the most powerful, most awesome, most beautiful web, desktop, and mobile applications, no matter what you're developing with. Whether it's Blazor, Flutter, ASP.NET Core, JavaScript, Angular, React, Vue for the web, they got you covered. Mobile, how about Maui, Xamarin, Flutter, UWP, JavaScript apps, they got you covered. WinForms, WPF, WinUI, Maui, Flutter, Xamarin, UWP, they got you covered. And they got all the things that you want. They got the charts, they got the graphs, of course, but they got those advanced controls like PDF viewers and maps and grids and Excel PDF processing and data grids and calendars and schedulers and Kanban boards. They got all the good stuff. Trust me. Just go over to syncfusion.com forward slash emerge conflict. Check out all the awesome stuff that Syncfusion has to offer. And thanks to Syncfusion for sponsoring this week's pod. Talking about .NET Maui. Frank, I saw you be building. I saw you've been not only building .NET Maui apps, but I think you um, you 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 rewrote image downloading and processing and rendering or something in three dimensions. <laughs> not three dimensions i i restricted myself to two dimensions this week james hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> limiting myself uh no that was a are you referring to my tweet where i said i wrote um a ping encoder from scratch yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yes yeah it, it was funny um you know i i look there's there's an imaging library called uh, out there called like image sharp or something i always get that wrong is that what it's called james uh yeah image sharp yep mm-hmm. yeah which is great it, it loads images. It writes images. Everyone, you should use it. But I was in a weird mood and I was like, I don't feel like taking a dependency. I'm just going to write these PNG files myself. Plus, I didn't feel like figuring out someone's API because I wanted to write palleted PNGs. I had very specific requirements. So I'm like, how hard could it be? And I ended up writing a PNG encoder because it turns out the PNG <laughs> file format is really simple. So anyway, it turns out you can write PNG files with all the stuff built into just .NET into the bcl like all, all the stuff in system is, is all you need to write png files but no oh. that's a side topic isn't it funny though i love it that's pretty cool and then you just like is that what you use to render the render it in the ui you like be like give it a stream or something like that or what are you i guess you just wrote the png to disk and then it just like loaded it up basically no um i i wrote a maui 3d render to render it in the ui wow we did get the 3d jeez it, it just it always happens it's just Use Maui graphics for that one. Oh, nice! How about how Very about that? Cool. Look Very at me. Cool. I'm, I'm just I'm just diving in. I, I'm I'm just all in. That's right. You are code. diving in. I've had a lot of questions. People, you know, people have been reaching out to me. I even just had someone recently that was like, "Hey, you know, I'm starting a new project. What do I do? What do I use?" And I said, "You listen. Frank chooses Maui by default for all of his apps going forward. You should do." And I actually saw you. You like basically wrote an app in what five minutes, and then you're done. Published it to the <laughs> App Store. <laughs> Basically, if if you remove that last step, I didn't I didn't get to the publish step. We were I was complaining about that earlier. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So let me give a little context to everyone here. Um, uh, a, a friend from my my past. <laughs> I used to do a lot of game graphics app development. That doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. I used to write game editor type apps. I'm sure we talked about it before. And um, one of my favorite games back then was Dark Forces, a Star Wars game, one of the first early first-person shooter games. And I was one of the hackers playing around with the file formats and all that. And there's a cool uh, programmer group out there 
uh still hacking away at that game james isn't the gaming community awesome like they live on forever they're the best yeah i i know this game because this is the one that has like all the vector graphics that are like green correct uh you might be thinking about the original star wars game that was the super vector graphics one this one had texture mapping um, okay. It did have a cool hologram of the Death Star that was green dots that was actually 3D. So uh, back then, sorry, one rewind your time machines. Um, you couldn't actually do 3D levels. You did, we called it two and a half D levels where you mm. couldn't do over, under, but it, it's kind of the Doom style engine. So it was Got that it. classic game. Yes, I'm looking at it now. I was thinking of, the reason I was thinking of it because I was looking at the, the app that you had created and it had some of those original or some looking original models in it. But yes, no, I remember dark forces. Now this is 95 Ooh. published by Lucas arts. Um, and That's actually they released on the PlayStation, which is kind of wild. Um, but yes, it is that doom style, uh, look yeah. and feel, which is kind of wild that they made a <laughs> star Wars game in the, in a doom clone esque vibe. I mean, I've never played dark forces. I need to go play it, I guess. Well, if you remember back then, there were Doom clones of everything. Everyone oh, yeah. was clo- Doom was so popular. So, of course, there was a Star Wars version. And I was such a nerd. Which version am I going to play? The Star Wars version. <laughs> Plus, this was one of the first video games I ever bought with my real money. It was like $50 at the mall. It was a lot of money. My computer could barely run it. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, super cool game. <laughs> Even though the engine was 2.5D, it was a super sophisticated engine because it could actually render 3D models in mm. the two and a half d world so real tricksy programmers and all that kind of stuff and there was a file format back then called 3d o 3d object it was where you stored your 3d information classic file format and um i was a wee little lad at 15 or 16 years old and uh i went around and wrote the first 3do tutorial how to make your own 3d objects for this video game it was just a text Mm. format it was really easy but at the time i had to learn 3d graphics in order to write that tutorial so it was it was fun for me it was my first indulgence into 3d graphics and hacking away at games nice that's really cool yeah yeah and in general i think that you know, I, you know, my history comes from a video game history, mm-hmm. right? Where I not only went to school for video game programming, but I actually released a game on the Xbox. I'm very proud of it, as we all know, which was Space Shooter. It's Red Nebula. Pretty great game. You can actually get it on. I think, can I get it on my Xbox? I think I can get it on my Xbox One. Maybe I'll rebuild uh, my game again. You get any royalties on that one? Uh, no, I got nothing ah. from the game ever. Um, you know, I, it was, I, I worked at the company that, that published it, that created right. it and published it. I was... I was in charge of shader programming, nice. tool development, cool. and um, uh, I, I also did some programming specifically like in the game engine, not on the game engine, but with the game engine. So I was in charge of uh, like the the ship, the ship like shooting and its physics and the shield um, and different gameplay and the scoring engine as well. So yeah, there was only like, four programmers so we were all we, were, we all kind of did a little bit of everything let's just say that yeah yeah uh, you know as a kid i always wanted to be a game tools maker like mm-hmm. i didn't want to be the game engine person i didn't really want to be the artist or the level designer i wanted to be the tool maker because i always thought that was the coolest like they had the most control over everything so i think that's fun that you got to do that uh 
yeah, so sorry. So fast forwarding this story, sorry, it's so long. Um, uh, people are getting back into dark forces and they're dealing with these tools and they're finding all this old information that uh, myself, my old programmer group, my old hacker group used to publish about all this kind of stuff. And they asked if I'd write a little tool <laughs> to convert 3DO files to modern formats. So, you know, we can actually view them and use them and import them into things because it's an ancient format from a video game from 1995. So it turns out no 3D software actually supports it. So I needed to write an app. Simple app. I like that. Now, you could have just, it sounds like this could also be a command line, right? Exactly. So this Again, is- Again, a file, it, in and out, kind of like FFM MPEG, but for 3DO files. Exactly. This is, this is, if, if we're programmers. This is obviously a command line app, really easy to write. You take in a glob, go search for files, go spit out a bunch of files, maybe add a progress bar if you're feeling fancy. Otherwise, good to go. Done. <laughs> and um, I, I was pitching that to the person and I'm like, hey, how about a command line tool? And he's like, yeah, see, um, everyone's like a person who doesn't <laughs> use the command line. <laughs> like, normal people and not like you weird programmer types <laughs> so could you maybe um you know slap one of them ui things on top of that <laughs> give me uh, one of those things where i can visualize it you know and see it and click and then pick and then click another button and then there's a thing that shows me the things and then maybe even shows me the output files and the things on the screen see this is the type of person that i love because it's me, because this person yeah. <laughs> that you just described is me. As every every listener knows, now if you didn't, now, now, you, now you will know, is I created video games at one point in my life, not anymore. And I don't enjoy using the command line at all. I despise mm. it. I don't want to be in it ever. And I don't, I don't want to. I want the GUI. The reason I spent all my money, <laughs> and by all of my money, I mean not me, but why I use, you know, Visual Studio. And I've always used Visual Studio forever and a day as a C-sharp and .NET developer. And as a C++ developer, by the way, that game was uh, was built in the C++'s. Loved it. And I, I, want to, I want to click around. I want to do the thing. Like, if I have to go to the command line, that means the tool has failed me. Mm. That's, my, mm. that's my personal opinion. I will click faster on the UI than than anyone else. I'm like, like a gunslinger, but clicker of the mouse. And I'm not even a keyboard person, Frank. Some people say, well, then you must be a power <laughs> user, James. You must be a control F, blah, blah, blah. No, no, I don't even, I know, I don't know any keyboard command. No shortcuts. You don't need a shortcut. No, don't shortcut me. Give me you a know, click. You... Give me a click, 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 click. And that's what I want to do. Clickety click. <laughs> you don't even mouse. like drive the mouse directly to the button. You do a few laps around, you know, oh, yeah. you, you, you let oh, the mouse yeah. travel a little. Maybe do a few false clicks on some random things. <laughs> I got that. You know, you know the mouse. You know the mouse thing where it does the little trail behind it. Ooh, oh yeah, do that. I like to watch I like that. To yeah, like, hey, look, at, look at this. Like I'm doing work. I I clock. You know how like some people they're like, I'm gonna count the steps I take today with my pedometer. I have an app that I created that it 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 monitors how much my mouse has traveled across the screen, how many pixels <laughs> in a day. Does it? Is this for no. real? Oh. But that should exist. You should. I want it. I'm like, I'll buy that right now. How much, James? Uh, Get to work on that. Jeez, listeners, <laughs> if you can go and create this app, please do it. And that would be and the, what and if a leaderboard. A leaderboard? Just a leaderboard. Ah! 
I love it when oh. we design apps on the show. <laughs> oh, I would pay. I would pay money for that app. Yeah. Okay, it's a competition. Who's going to write it first? No, that oh. app has to be. <laughs> that's got to be like a. It's got to. It's got to run in the little thing in the bottom right, you know, the task thing, or up top. It just is always running. That should be a most, power most toy. Used. Most we put pixels covered chat. per hour. <laughs> Well, mean, the gamers would win, right? They're, uh, they're, yeah. they're shooting it, yeah. So we got to block out the gamers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of theirs are really finite movements on right. the screen. So <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, so you decided that you were going to build an app because I wanted right. a UI. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Hello. So, uh, and everyone's a Windows user. These days, I'm kind of a Mac. Actually, let me go back to the UI versus command line. We, we shouldn't turn this into a UI versus command line episode, but let's do it briefly. Okay. Um, I used to be 100% in your camp. Like my whole, I moved to Windows uh, unabashedly because I wanted to build UIs. You know, I started programming in Visual Basic because I wanted to do UIs. I did Delphi because I wanted UIs. I did C Sharp because I did WinForms UIs. I always thought every app should have a UI. It's only when I started doing way too much Unix stuff on Mac and Linux that I kind of got eaten up by the console world. And so when this person said, like, could you maybe uh, put a UI on it? I'm like, yes, of course. I, I am a gentleman programmer. I will build you a UI because that is the more, that's the better way to present yeah. an app than a command line. It's like, yeah, if there's options, maybe radio buttons are the right way to do it. So, but as a Mac user, these were Windows users. I couldn't just write them a Mac app. That wouldn't work. So, and you, you were very gracious in the beginning. You said Frank always goes to Maui, but I don't always go to Maui. I, I like to think things through. Um, but these days, if you want to be on the easy boat in the .NET world, it's good to at least start with a Maui project. Look, everyone, Maui is plug-inable. If you don't like their controls, just put your own controls in, and then you're good to go. So that's always been my philosophy. If something in Maui is annoying me, I just write my own nobody anyway <laughs> so i start there and i'm like i'm just gonna write the simplest little app it's gonna have a button and, and a, a text box a button and another button one button to bring up a file picker and one button to do things it's a command line app but it's a ui good enough <laughs> and i wanted Rumble. to use your library oh, uh, oh my I, gosh what well, library I don't know. is this one yours did you do the file picker for Maui? I'm sorry. What is it? Maui extensions? No. System extensions? No. Microsoft extensions. <laughs> What's it Maui called is, these days? Maui essentials. Maui essentials. Oh, I got there. I tried so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I recently contributed some code on Windows because of some wacky handles that we're not going to get into. Um window handle things and when you i3 mm. uh however no i think that was a community member and i think gerald maybe helped out a little bit with that one um but yeah you can you can pick files yeah yeah so i i it was a real simple app i was like okay it's basically a command line app but i'll <laughs> have a button to pick some files and a button to execute it maybe a progress bar always progress bars are always a maybe <laughs> um and I, I started having fun. What, what can I say? Um, I did find the file picker a little weird. The documentation needs to be improved because it was mm. unclear how to specify file formats because they're like, you should uh, use different ways of specifying file formats per operating system. And I wasn't sure if that meant use mm. UTIs on Mac because Macs don't really do file extensions. They do um, universal type identifiers. 
but on Windows, you use file extensions. So I, I wasn't, the, the docs need to be improved. But anyway, I got this stupid file picker working. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I wrote my little Maui app, which had a little file picker. <laughs> it showed you a list of your files. That was easy enough. And a little button to export the files. And I was, I was quite pleased with myself. And I'm like, you know, I wrote, I wrote myself a UI app. It, it's, it's literally the smallest UI app that's possible to write. But I did it in a cross-platform way using modern.net, and it was running on the Mac, and I could even run it on iOS, even though that was completely pointless. It was still fun. It was fun <laughs> to run it on iOS. Well, um, you know, these, these folks might have 3DO files just sitting around on their <laughs> iOS device, and they may need to, to do that. Now, the cool part is, well, you also have an you know, an export, what is it just save it to disk or something like that? You could add a share sheet and then they could like email it to themselves. That'd be fun. See, that would be better. Yeah. I was gearing it toward desktop. I wasn't thinking through the iOS story completely because <laughs> mm-hmm. again, no one on iOS is ever going to run this app, but <laughs> I will think it through a little bit better, James. Um, but what happens when you like, you kind of finish an app, but like you, you still feel like maybe it's not quite done. What do you do next, James? Um, okay. So you finished the app, but it's not quite done. I guess well, you gotta give it to people to test at some point or we're not no, there yet or no, no, that, that would be over engineer it. Cause you're Frank. Kruger. You over engineer yep. it. There Nailed you it. go. Mm-hmm. You're like, Hmm, <laughs> maybe this app that has one purpose in life to convert files so people can view them should also have a viewer built in. <laughs> why not? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, why not? You know, you know, well, you know, because, you know, obviously, if you, if you pick some files, you might want to be able to perhaps uh, see some uh, some about those files. You know, that's there's nothing worse than when you're in the file browser and you click on a file and the preview doesn't show up. And you're like, come on. You're like, come on. Yeah. What is it? SVG? You know how to do an SVG. Just do the SVG. Just show me the SVG. Was it PDF? Just show me the, show me the TIFF. It may break my entire system, but just show me the TIFF. Is it that um, hard? You know, well, we've talked about TIFFs, but yes. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, what happened was I, I, I put the required list view. I, I believe every Maui app's required to have a list view in it. Yes. And I put it in. Yeah. And it was nice. It said the file name. It, it did what it was supposed to do. But I'm like, there really should be an icon here. <laughs> what should the icon be? <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. You know, one thing I haven't learned yet in Maui was how to do graphics. Now, mm. I do Skia graphics extensively in iCircuit. I like Skia graphics. It's excellent, especially when you get the OpenGL and GPU accelerated versions of it. I absolutely love it. Um, but I was having trouble getting Skia to work in Maui. I'm sure I was doing something wrong. I know I didn't read the manual. I tried the dot use Skia, but something was still broken. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, everyone keeps telling me there's graphics built into Maui. So like, it's right why there. Even, yeah. Maui dot graphics. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. It's ready to go. It's it's in the box. Some, some say. Yeah. And what's it called? I think a graphics view, mm-hmm. I think is the control you want. And the graphics view only takes one property, a drawable object. And it's a simple interface with, I believe, just a call on it called like draw or something like yeah. that. It's like, it's like a canvas. Basically, <laughs> yeah. it's a canvas. You know why yeah. they didn't call it a canvas? Who knows? But it's a canvas. Let's just let's just say what it is. It's a canvas and you draw on the canvas. 
Well, there is one design decision about it that I don't like. Um, the design requires that each object know its size, whereas mm. what I wanted was a view that adapted to its size. And the API is not exactly the API I would have designed for that, but I, I ignored I ignored the little devil on my shoulder and was like, Frank, just use the API and please don't write a UI framework. Just don't do it. Don't do it. So I shut my mouth and wrote a cute little iDrawable. Uh, my iDrawable was, of course, a 3D renderer. So I take the 3D world, I uh, do all the math on it to bring it down to two dimensions and then re-render it using Maui graphics in my iDrawable. And I'm just having a good time because it's so much fun. I, I, I love Hot Reload and I love things like that. <laughs> this is cool. I think this is a, a really neat example uh, of an app because not only is it like, oh, you could use it just for desktop apps, right? But then you're like, oh, I'm going to do this custom drawing cool thing. And it looks really neat. I mean, I know it's a, it's one page and people can go look yeah. at it. We'll, we'll put it in, in the show notes. But yeah, it's pretty cool to me. Like in general, I'm looking at it. And I was like, this is really, this is really neat. And I think like that, that little pop of visualizations is a real delight. Yeah. And it's a one-off program. It's silly. It doesn't need a drawing. You know, people are just going to do this and they're going to export the files and they're going to be happy. But, you know, sometimes you have standards. And I was also using it as a moment to just practice Maui because it's such a simple app that you can't really mess anything up. So have some fun. Like I said, learn how the graphics view works. Um, there was something else I learned with it too. Oh, I was going to try to learn how to use shell, but uh, I still haven't learned how to use shell. One of these days I'll learn how to use shell. Not this, not this time. You mean for this app that is one page? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, you I did figured use I could... shell. It's in there, I think. No, okay. is it in there? Oh yeah. Cause I think the file yeah. new template has it. it um, these kind of apps though, there is a style about them, okay? You are supposed to make them gaudy. You are supposed to theme the heck out of them. You are supposed to put an about box that has MIDI playing in the background and text scrolling, okay? So, like, I'm a little angry at myself that I didn't get to all those levels, but there is basically no end to camp with an app like this. And it's fun. It's, it's the opposite of, like, the iOS world where you're supposed to be, like, perfect and shiny and glistening and perfect i'll just keep going perfect with these kinds of apps they're so much more liberating because like it should look like an app from 1995 the background should be black the text should be green you know like there's a certain aesthetic to it and it's fun to just be able to like give give in to that kind of aesthetic for a little bit of time i think you know welcome to my stream timer frank i'm just <laughs> saying that welcome to the world that i live in every day of of, of that's exactly what you know I, I would like to have gone even further out that i think your app, right. your app has more visual pop than mine does your your colors have different your buttons have different colors on them that's pretty cool um you know and and it does use a nicer it looks it looks nice that's what i'm saying <laughs> i my you know my stream timer what a what a terrible little but they're, they're that's they are what they are they are they are for all intents and purposes command line apps that have a gui right Mm -hmm. My stream timer, you could do everything with it without the GUI. It doesn't need a GUI. It can just be run by the command line, like almost 100%, because it's just writing to disk, and you could just do different things. But it's like, oh, this is great, because, you know, it's like, it's all you need. I don't know. 
Uh, I know, but cool. like my streamer time, I could use like a pulsing clock, like some animation, James. Give me a little bit mm. of animation, but yeah, yeah, and I don't put enough animation in my apps, and I I almost wish I'd gone ten times farther in this or further in in, in, in making it even more gaudy and like weird and all that stuff because that's the only time you grow is when you get to do something that you don't normally do, and so. I, I hope that you'll take a moment and make like the synthwave version of my stream time. <laughs> I do. It's do not that. necessary, but man, sometimes it just makes life worth living <laughs> to do the silly stuff. I love it. That's so. I love it. It's just so cool. Yeah. Um, so this is the fun one. Um, just to bring that PNG story back all around, and yeah. so the the over engineering part. Look, James. All this app had to do was take a 3D object file from 1995 and bring it to a modern format. Done. It was done in like a half hour. But then it's like, you know, a lot of these uh, old graphic file formats reference textures. You know, you got to texture your polygons. And that's in a weird file format. So what if my app also not only converts 3DOs to a modern file format, but what if it also converts all the textures? to a modern Ooh. file format and man that was the biggest blast from the past because i got to read old hacking specifications from my good old friends from when i was 15 years old eve borkman if you're out there eve hello uh so it, it was fun i got to read all these old docs and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna do it and so i wrote um the texture map converter that takes the textures, reads them in from the 1995 file format and outputs PNG files. And it was just fun to write, you know, a little nostalgia trip. And again, because I was in a weird mood, I, I wrote the PNG code from scratch using just Zlib built into .NET. Super fun. That's awesome. Oh, man. The over-engineering we do for small projects, it's even end there. I noticed that the the way that a modern renderer uh, will automatically do vertex normals has changed from how we used to do it in 1995 to compared to today, how, how renderers do it by default. And so I'm like, well, you know, it should do a faithful conversion. It shouldn't be a mm. half-assed conversion. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for that. Uh, so I decided to rewrite all the polygon data in the file so that modern renderers would render it the way it should have been rendered in 1995. <laughs> because I'm insane and I over overdo everything. But I, I had such a blast. And so it's the silliest Maui app with the silliest basic UI, but even the smallest app you can just keep going into and going into and making better and better. I love it. I love it, Frank. It's the type of app that, um, you know, it puts more than a number on the screen, but it does put some really cool blobs on the, on the screen that, that were 3D. And now this now what I really want for you to do mm. and figure it out. I don't know. I'm sure it's possible somehow, but what if those 3DO files, instead of them being 2D bitmaps, what if they rotated and were three-dimensional? Oh, I want it. Don't you worry. <laughs> I want it. I'm just learning how uh, Maui Graphics does animation because I haven't figured out how to do a proper animation loop in it. What I'm really trying to hold myself back from doing is building a Maui 3D control. Yeah. But it might happen sooner than later because I keep wanting to put 3D into my apps and I need a nice simple control for it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I, I, I'm, 
I gotta ask someone if, if the, there's gotta be one that exists out there. Most of the stuff is two D oh, that I know of, but you I know when think. we were designing. Sorry, when we were designing back when I was working on the team that was designing WPF, um, there was huge three D features in WPF. It has one of the mm. most sophisticated three D rendering engines out there. It's not fast like Unity, but it's powerful. It's scary yeah. powerful, and I knew the people testing it. They scary powerful um it's kind of sad that that didn't live on into the more modern frameworks because back in 2004 we still considered 3d views very important to the future and it's a little sad uh that we don't include them much anymore but um definitely easy ways to bring them to maui you could copy the wpf api which is probably way too sophisticated for anyone's Mm. needs or do a simpler API where you can just draw some primitives and some meshes and be happy. Back in my day, Frank, mm. I used to do a lot of WinForms development. And that's mm. what I that's what that was my tools development at the game studio. So we're circa two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Yep. And uh there's a there's a direct X control that you can just <laughs> drop. Oh, in. isn't that great? It's and so the part of, I had this particle tool because the whole idea was our we had our we had our des, we had our graphics designers and what they did is they would create like the textures and they're like here's the textures for an explosion for a bullet for whatever and what they needed to do what and I may have talked about this on the pod so sorry everyone but but this is pertinent to this story of three dimensions <laughs> but what they needed to do is they needed to be able to stack textures on a 3d model so they could say oh here's a here is a uh, uh a rock that's floating so they load up the dot x model which is the direct x model mm. and now we have boom we have this thing and then what they would do is they said okay we need to create an explosion and we need to pragmatically do that so like we can make the texture here's the smoke here's the fire here's the thing so what the ui let them do is they would pick a file and add textures onto a queue and each of those textures had its own animation system that I built into it. So they'd have all the different properties. So you could say, okay, it's going this direction, you know, and, or, or a random direction and it spawns this often and decays this fast and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it, and what's the, is it, is the decay getting bigger in size is smaller. So it had all these properties and they could, they had a beautiful UI, right? So you could do this stuff. And then the, the graphic designers, my, like uh, my buddy Ben, I would give him this tool and he would put it in there and he would create this beautiful explosion. And then um, I, I would need to put it in the game. So then I added a button mm. that said export code. And then it just exported the C++ code. So I could like drop that Love class into the, into the game engine. And it was like a beautiful thing. That's what I, that's what the first, that's where I like, fell in love with desktop development, right? I was like in, in college still at this point, I just fell in love with these really cool app, you know, tools development at the end of the day. I just, I, I just, think it's so cool and they, and half the apps that i build nowadays they're kind of tools right like yeah. i think of my cadence is basically a tool if i think of my stream timer as a tool in a different way it's like i build these tool type applications because i think that's what i my passion is but anyways yeah that's what i did so funny enough back in my day <laughs> 20 no 20 15 16 15 years ago no 13 no what did i say 2007 <laughs> 16 15 16 years ago I was doing some similar stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, That DirectX view was good, but you had to be a graphics programmer like you to use it back then. That was not an easy control to use. So I would 
try to make something a little bit easier to use. Like I remember when um, XNA came out and we were all mm-hmm. so relieved because we didn't have to write DirectX code anymore. <laughs> and that's why we all loved it. Uh, so I would try to target something a little more high level like that. Anyway. The funny, the funny part <laughs> is that we, um, my buddy Chris, he, the, he basically built the engine from the ground up, mm-hmm. the engine for the game in C++. And then uh, like a year and a half into the development, xna came out is that right yeah uh-huh. and we were it's, like oh man it's tough could you have written your game in xna i mean xna had limitations but it was pretty general purpose i think we could have i, I mean yeah. we, we there might have been some stuff we needed to to work around like anything like any ui toolkit mm-hmm. but I, I bet we could have done it yeah yeah well funny this has been a weird episode it was a little bit of maui a little bit of 3d it's kind of perfect for me. <laughs> a little bit of everything. That's what happens when you start to convert Star Star Wars a- assets into different modes and build a GUI <laughs> on top of it. Boom. Isn't it funny? Uh, the blast from the past. It's great. It, it's reminiscing. It was, the, it was the best of times, and it was also the best of times. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's podcast, everybody. We hope that you have the most amazing morning, afternoon evening of your entire life and thank you for spending with us if you like this podcast you know maybe leave a review if you're on apple Podcasts. there's like a button in the show notes boom you can do that you can check out frank's project it's also in the show notes and you can become a patreon subscriber do you know we have a patreon page where you can give us money and you get bonus podcasts that's super cool there's 60 people that are on our patreons you can just see that and that helps fund the podcast and our time and our money it's amazing you can get a free trial. Just give it away. You can just download all of them for, for free. <laughs> just go for it. Um, yeah, thank you for being here. And um, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.